Hey all, my name is Brian Baird. Welcome to my program called Truth is Truth. The program is a faith-based podcast. I will be discussing biblical truth, biblical faith, biblical faith in politics, and many of my life experiences relating to both, and hopefully experiences of others who are willing to be involved. This will be an evolving life application program that people will be able to apply to their lives every day as it pertains to them. Please join me as we learn the truth together. Thank you, and God bless. Hi all, Brian Baird here again with the last episode of Truth is Truth Podcast Season 1. Before I get started and continue on, I do want to wish everyone listening a happy Thanksgiving yesterday. I meant to get in here and record this podcast previous to that, but didn't make it, and I do apologize for that. I would like to have this released on Thanksgiving Day, but I hope everyone enjoyed time with family and friends, regardless of where you are, where you're listening from, and that you did what was right in the sight and conscience of yourself and had time with family and friends that's desperately needed today in this world and what's going on. Uh, I hope you spent that time. I did, um, and I appreciate the fact that uh, God has given us that right to be with our family and friends. It's an unalienable right. It's not a right given to us by government or anyone else. It's a right given to us in life by God. So with that said, it has been an honor to be able to serve God and his people. I've been blessed beyond measure and hope in some way this podcast has been a blessing to you. I will be taking a short break, and Lord willing, we'll return one last time to do a special podcast for Christmas to end this very different year of the Lord. This has been a time of trouble, but a time of leaning more on God for guidance than any other year. Unfortunately for this country, I am projecting that we'll be on our knees before God in prayer more than ever before in this country. And if we are not, we will suffer the consequences of ignoring God and missing an opportunity for revival in this country. Be prayerful that God will place his hand back upon the country, as I am fearful that we have lost our way. It is rather prophetic that when I started this podcast design a year ago and laid out 16 season one scheduled podcasts, that the last one of the year, 2020, would be about good and evil leadership. I do not believe in coincidence, so I will leave it there for you to decide as we start into episode 16. Please pray for me and this podcast if you would, and please message me if you have thoughts on Season 2. If there are any subjects you would like me to discuss, please, please let me know. I want to be a blessing to you. I would love to hear your thoughts about the podcast and any subjects you would like to discuss. Season 1, Episode 16. Good and evil leadership has been in place since man decided they wanted a human king instead of the Almighty Creator to lead them. Let me be clear. God did not desire to give the Israelites a human sinful king. The people wanted a human king as the pagan nations and tribes had. The people did not want to have a righteous, loving king, so God gave them a human king, which in that realm, they got a mixture of good and evil kings, along with the nation of Israel splitting in two. Let's lay out the from the beginning and then flash forward. United Israel had four kings, starting with Saul. I will list all as good and bad evil leaders. Of the people. And when I say good, there is a difference. There is, there are good kings and there are bad kings, which are evil kings and leaders. So in United Israel, Saul um, did evil. Ish Bosheth, two years after his father Saul, it's kind of unknown, but we assume uh, continued the bad. David, king of Judah, 
then united Israel, was a good king. Solomon, son of David, started good and turned evil. Rehoboam, son of Solomon, was king when Israel divided into south Judah. He was bad. And we're going to go through the the Judah south kingdom and the other half of the split kingdom of Israel, uh, known as the north kingdom, which was Israel. In Judah, the south kingdom, Rehoboam, which you saw from above in the united Israel, became king. He was a bad king for 17 years. And I'm going to be pronouncing some names that I may not get exactly right, and I did not take the time to look up the pronunciation, but you're welcome to, if you would like, Abijah, bad, for three years. Asa, good, for 41 years. Jehoshaphat, good, 25 years. Jehoram, bad, for eight years. Ahaziah, bad, for one year. Athaliah, who was queen, and the wife was Jeroram, seven years, bad. Joash, son of Athaliah, good in youth, then bad, 40 years. Amaziah, good in youth, then bad, 29 years. Isaiah, good, 52 years. Jotham, good, 16 years. Ahaz, bad, 16 years. Hezekiah, good, 29 years. Manasseh, bad, 55 years. Amon, bad, 2 years. Josiah, good, 31 years. Jehoahaz, bad, 3 months. Jehoiakim, bad, 11 years. Jehoiakim, bad, 3 months. And Zedekiah, bad, 11 years. Then Judah was taken captive by the Babylonians. In this time frame, there were 8 good kings and 11 bad kings. This time totaled approximately 394 years. I want to note here that some of the evil kings did not last long, mostly due to being killed. I say this to point out that evil produces more evil, and it never ends well. The kings of Israel during the split, which was the northern kingdom, Jeroboam I, bad for 22 years, Nadab, bad for two years, Baasha, bad 24 years, Elah, bad two years, Zimri, bad seven days, Omri, bad, 12 years. Ahab, bad, 21 years. Ahaziah, bad, 1 year. Jerome, or Joram, bad, 11 years. Jehu was mixed, 28 years. Jehoaz, or Johaz, or Joahaz, bad, 16 years. Jehoash, or Joash, bad, 16 years. Jeroboam, 2, bad, 40 years. Zechariah, bad, 1 to 2 years. Shalom, assume bad, one month. Menahem, bad, ten years. Pekahiah, bad, two years. Pekah, or Pekah, bad, twenty years. Hoshea, bad, nine years. Approximately 245 years of evil kings. As you can assimilate, evil does spawn evil, and it gets worse as it goes along. Now to look at the definition of a good leader and a bad leader, let's discuss this. A leader can influence the thoughts and actions of others in order to achieve specific goals or a specific outcome, especially in today's world where it seems many people are easily dictated to and seem to blindly follow without their own independence, research, and thoughts. Bad leaders follow human resources and listen and are open to lies. Bad leaders oppress others and dictate their lives and freedoms. They cause depression, riotous behavior, and baseless violence in many cases. They're open to listening to telling or repeating lies. 
They make good people groan in their spirit and hope for good leadership. They follow the liar and have no truth in them. No grace or mercy will come from them or their leadership. Like a roaring lion and a rushing bear is a wicked ruler over a poor people, according to Proverbs 28, 15, and 16. These evil leaders will lead to the ultimate evil liar to come to power, and with lies and deceit will they rule and be like a cancer to those who are poor in spirit and depend on anything other than God. In contrast, a good leader is first and foremost a follower of God, who wears a crown of humility and derives his values and strength from the Lord. A good leader is a servant to others, not a person who desires to be served, waited on, catered to, or cowered to. 1 Kings 12.6 says, And King Rehoboam consulted with the old men that stood before Solomon his father while he yet lived, and said, How do you advise that I may answer this people? 1 Kings 12.7 And they spake unto him, saying, If thou wilt be a servant unto this people this day, and wilt serve them, and answer them, and speak good words to them, then they will be thy servants forever. He prays and seeks God's righteousness for judging others. Psalm 72, 1 and 2. He cares about the poor and needy. He, the king, the government, will help the needy when they cry for help, the poor in spirit. A good leader will have compassion on all who come up short. He will save them from oppression and violence, and their blood will be precious in his sight. Psalm 72, 12 and 14, 12 through 14. A good leader will make sure that those in need are not taking unnecessary advantage of those who give for that need. He governs with truth, integrity, and spiritual base, skillful hands and ways. Psalm 78, verse 72. He uses wisdom to lead, which comes from the word of God, where all wisdom is found. Proverbs 8, verses 15 and 16. He displays divine decision-making and judgment, Proverbs 16.10. A good leader will only take a chance to err on the side of God's word. A good leader will never rush to judgment or make a rash decision or give a rash response, although we will all sometimes fail in this area, but will be quick to adjust and be transparent and ask for forgiveness and repent and correct it. A good leader will stabilize by using justice. The king gives stability to the land by justice, but a man who takes bribes overthrows it. Proverbs 29.4 A good leader will keep the people safe from evil and those who wish to degrade the kingdom. Uncontrolled evil crime and not allowing those things we discussed in the last podcast, such as the shedding of innocent blood. A good leader looks to bring peace to those who are peaceable. This may take some disciplining and applying the godly laws to the people. A good leader punishes the wicked. Proverbs twenty twenty six. A good leader leads by loyalty and truth and governs through righteousness. Proverbs twenty twenty eight. Proverbs sixteen twelve and thirteen. Should be honest and associate with honest, wise, gracious, and merciful people. Proverbs seventeen seven and twenty two eleven. Having honest intentions and good speech, not of foolish content or intent. Good leaders will research the facts to find the facts to come to a good conclusion of common sense and righteous answers in all things. You have heard me say many times to do your own research and not just believe anything. This is wise and prudent for all. Just as anything I'm telling you today, look it up. 
look into God's word, make sure what I am saying is the truth and matches the truth. A good leader will strive to preserve the rights of the common people, not the elitist or those who strive to overlord. Truth is needed to not be perverted by those who would take advantage and surround himself, herself, with wise counsel from wise and spiritually sound counselors. Proverbs 31, 4 and 5 and 11, 14. Good leaders delegate to trusted people who they should have surrounding them. They will not overextend themselves to allow weakness or corruption to come about. They will not give in to claiming ultimate authority over anyone or anything. They will be steady and consistent, always having a calming demeanor, but applying emotion and compassion at the right times. As you probably noticed, it took much more writing to show the aspects of a good leader. There is much more effort and process to being a good leader. There's much more time put into being a good leader. Why? Because being a good leader involves a more complex process than being a bad, evil leader. Evil leaders will invoke much upon the delegated people put into place without research or any process of being wise and honest. We see this in every different regime, whether here or abroad. But for now, let's look here in our country as we did Israel for the kings I listed. We have gone through 45 presidents since the start in 1789. Joe Biden would be the 46th different president if he is confirmed by the certification due on December 15, 2020 or before. We have gone through change and reverting in nearly every presidency, depending on the makeup of Congress. The biggest difference has been the change in the size of government and the involvement of government on people's lives. We have allowed government or kingdoms, if you will, to control more as the years have gone by. We now sit on the balance of republic or socialism. We are on the fence with the country pretty much split in half. This position is what divided Israel into north and south. We have to look at this to truly understand where we are as a nation. Israel as a whole, north and south, had 30 bad kings compared to 8 good kings. They asked for a human leader, and that is exactly what they received. Under this bad leadership was heavy taxation, slavery, oppression, lands and crops being taken by the king and court, corrupt rulers in all levels of the kingdoms, murders by kings and leaders even unto each other, slaughter of children and mothers, pagan barbaric sacrifices, young men, women, and children taken from families to do the work and to satisfy the king and court. Some really sick, perverted stuff, honestly. All that God wanted for his children was abolished under these kingdoms, to be partially brought back by some intermittent good kings and kingdoms, but as a whole, too much was lost and unrepairable. God would have us live free, free to worship him, free to live our lives under his watchful eyes, free to pursue our happiness in his will, He sent Christ to free us of our bondage, not consume us in bondage. God created all things for us and our good. We accepted those things, then wanted to shut God out. Did someone really think that would work or turn out well? Look at history and where we have been and where we are going. Do you not see the repeat right before your eyes? Do you really think some of these people who claim to pray and discern are truly seeking the one and only true living God? Please do not be fooled. 
people who do not truly understand God's word will say that we are not to judge. But how are we to tell good from evil if we do not make a judgment of man and mankind? Not to condemn, but to gain knowledge and understanding of intention and what will of which we are partaking, man's or God's. Jesus was clear he came not to condemn the world, but to save the world. From what? From sin, from evil intent. He had to judge the intent to know who he was speaking with. Look at all the speaking to crowds of people Jesus accomplished, knowing the hearts of those he was speaking to. Did he not have to make a judgment of some kind to have knowledge and understanding of that? To deal with those specific people at that specific time? If you do not make a judgment, you will be blindly following foolishly and not knowing your enemy or alliance. Wake up, please. If not for your sake, for your children's sake, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and so on. I'm going to state something to be clear and direct so as not to be confused where I stand as a person in political office holder. I am a believer in the one and only true living God who sent his son Jesus Christ to take my sin upon him to the cross. He did this, gave up his life, died and was buried and was resurrected as promised to sit on the right hand of God to make intercession for me because I can't, and to prepare a place for me in his kingdom that will last for eternity. I truly believe in the faith that comes from God that this is the truth. The one and only truth is God. My future in eternity was sealed when I accepted Christ, and I am living in that eternity with him now. The moment that I accepted Christ as my Savior, I became bound and in the eternity of heaven. The contrast of that is those who have not and will not accept the above truth and are bound and living in hell for eternity without God. Are these the people you want leading you? If so, fine. But you better make a judgment of who you will follow or your eternity is sealed and you have made that choice. But... What choice of your children made and what choice of your children's children made? What choice will they make? What leadership will they follow? As the true living God is taken out of our minds and sight, what choice will they have? Who will save them? People, you better make a judgment or you will be guilty of not. If this sounds rough, brutal, or tough to swallow, then so be it. I have committed my life to God and the truth and will continue to speak it on this earth until the Lord returns to take me to the place he has prepared for me. I am not concerned about me. I am concerned about you. I am concerned about my children, your children, and their children, and their children, and what they will be living in and with until Jesus returns. I fear in a great fear of what they will be told. I fear that they will not have good leadership and the truth will be hidden from them. That is what wakes me up at night in a puddle of sweat. I fear God, not man, as I have told you many times. With that said, as believers, we are always to pray for those in leadership positions. As God has Paul write in 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 2, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all goodness and honesty. What are we to pray for? 
Pray that those who follow and regurgitate evil will repent and that their hearts would be pricked by the Holy Spirit except Christ and that God would have their lives to be used of him to lead and serve God's people, to tell the truth about all things, not live in lies and live the lie. That is what Paul is talking about in the verses above. Do not be fooled in what you are hearing from these wicked people who believe things such as we are not created in God's image, that somehow we are created as a mistake and against God's truth, and that it is acceptable that we shed innocent blood if that innocent blood stands in our evil, sinful ways. Do not be fooled by those who will tell you that there is any God other than the one and only true living God. There is only one God, one Christ, and one Holy Spirit manifested from God the Father, the God that has the power to do anything he desires, whether you believe it or not. Truth is truth. We, in my opinion, are looking at a very dark future for this country and the choices that we have just made. We all will suffer the consequences to these decisions made as a whole. Why? Because years ago, mankind decided they wanted a human, sinful king to rule over us, and that was allowed by God. We have allowed God to be removed from most institutions in this country, so in turn, in consequence, God will lift his mighty hand off this country, the mighty hand that once protected his chosen people and destroyed evil nations that would rise against them was lifted to be replaced by a human way of governing. That is the painful truth, and it is a shame. Prepare for the consequences of our decisions. I know this was a very blunt and honest podcast, but it needed to be said as this is what God put on my heart. If you are familiar with the Bible, you will agree that these things are contained in his word to us, and God used many people to accomplish his will, and some suffered great loss on this world, in this life. But they gained much in eternity from God, the living God, whose promises are true and forever. In closing, so you know where I stand, as for me and my house, We will follow that Lord, that God, forever and eternity to come. Praise Him. Again, please stay tuned for my Christmas special and let me know if there is something you would like me to study or research and bring you my opinion on. All my opinions are based on God's Word, and I do my best to research and study, to pray, to honor God, and to bring you what he gives me. And my prayer is that God will protect and bless those of us who believe in him. And I hope in your heart somewhere you will find space for that one and only true living God. And as we go into these tumultuous times, and they will be tumultuous, as we go into those times, I ask you, I beg you, please, Please open your hearts to the truth. Bend to your knees and pray that God keeps us in his will forever and ever. And as always, be of good cheer and look to the sky. The Lord is coming back soon. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Amen and amen.